Welcome to Grad Chats with Dr. B. I'm your host, Dr. B, and today I'm chatting with Lauren Geyer and Anthony Pignatelli. Earlier this week, Lauren and Anthony participated in the Dean for a Day activities and had the opportunity to see what a day in the life of a graduate dean looks like. Thank you, Lauren and Anthony, for joining me in this episode of Grad Chats with Dr. B. Yeah, thank you Happy for having us. <laughs> so before we talk about Dean for a Day, let's learn a little bit about each of you. If you could start by telling us what program you're in, uh, maybe why you chose that particular program, and then an interesting fact about yourself. Um, Lauren, why don't you get us started? Sure. I am currently in the PhD for Leadership Studies with the emphasis in equity and inclusion. And I, I chose it, um, you know, I, I wish I had a profound story to go with it. I okay. have always <laughs> wanted to, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I should make something up, right? I've always wanted to get my PhD. And I think that the period in the beginning of COVID, um, when I was working full-time at home and responsible for educating my children, taught me that I can juggle a lot. And so I decided once they went back to school, I thought, all right, there's no time like the present. And so I decided to look around for um, different programs that might uh, be a good fit for me. And I did my undergrad and my master's at UCA. I uh, live locally, so I'm already connected to UCA. So I'm happy to come back for a three-peat. You know, the leadership studies program really appealed to me. I have a passion for cultural humility and DEI work and have certainly incorporated aspects of that both personally and professionally and mm -hmm. recognize that there's so much to learn and right. to practice as we go forward. And so that was exciting. You know, and the other piece is that I think rarely are people primed for leadership. <laughs> you right. just work, you work really hard and sometimes things line up and you find yourself in leadership positions. That's certainly uh -huh. how it's worked for me. Yep. And, you know, and you kind of learn as you go. And so that process for me has been messy and exciting, you know, all at the same time. And so the idea of learning to hone those skills, but also learn more at like a philosophical level, what it means to be a leader and how to work within systems to right. develop people uh, just really appealed to me. Mm -hmm. I think we mentioned the other day, I said to you, like you just described every dean here, at UC, <laughs> you know, or here in general, that we all kind of wind up in these positions without necessarily having even thought about a leadership um, sure. theory, you know, things right, that support it. Right. So that's nice. Anthony, why don't you talk a little bit? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am a master's thesis track student in the biology department. My research focus, it's to me, it's really interesting, but I'm looking at urban streams and nutrient cycling in there and kind of that connect between the environment and the human aspect. I'm very much in the nuts and bolts of my thesis right now, getting going to my second semester. But, you know, I really got into this mostly for my love for the environment and uh -huh. just because I love learning about this kind of stuff and you know the human impact in the environment has become such a huge thing the last few decades so I want to kind of build on research gaps that we are missing especially here in Arkansas there's a lot that we don't know about some of our streams 
I'm trying mm-hmm. to fill that knowledge gap. So that kind of led me here. And I guess a fun fact about me, I mean, I'm not from Arkansas, I am from Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, you know, kind of traveled, not halfway across the country, but pretty far right. away from <laughs> what I'm used to. Yeah. Lord, I'm sorry. Did you give us your fun fact, Lord? Oh, you-, you know, I don't think I did. We definitely Let's don't want to leave see. that out. The one that I said during one of the Dean for the Day icebreakers was I have three kids and three dogs and a husband, but that's not super fun. Um, I'm a voracious reader. I read like 100 to 200 books at a time, or not at a time, but a year. I mean, I read, yeah, right. No, I mean, I read constantly and I read almost everything and retain all of like all sorts of weird facts that have no usefulness in any way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's impressive. Yeah. I read and it just goes right out of my head. So I'm Same. always impressed Same. with people who can read and retain. So as a part of your application for the Dean for the Day activities, I know you all wrote a letter of interest kind of about describing mm-hmm. what was going on. I read y'all's letters. They were both really um, well done. Uh, and, but I know from reading those that there were different motivating factors for each of you in terms of wanting to participate. So let's talk for just a minute about what led you to pursue this opportunity. Anthony, will you start us off? Yeah, of course. So part of this and part of my reasoning for wanting to do this was to learn more about how the university works and you know what the administration does for students. But from a graduate student perspective, I wanted to come in kind of as an advocate for graduate students and particularly focusing right. on the two topics in my letter, which were mental health access for graduate students and then the stigma around you know food insecurity and going to a food pantry. Which are two and very big, important topics ex- that we need to ex- address. Exactly. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure I was going to get the most out of this kind of thing. And so that's why I wanted to focus on two topics that affect me and affect a lot of my fellow graduate students at UCA. You know, it's funny, Anthony, I I said this when we were doing the Dean for the Day, and I'll say it again, you you, like picked these beautiful social justice issues that you would think would be like, you know, me just saying that I'm a social justice person. And yet I wrote mine for completely selfish reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, it sounds like less, uh, less intriguing as yours, but you know, I'm an online student. I, but I was so active in UCA activities and in the campus as an undergrad and through my master's program that when it popped up, I, I applied for a sense of nostalgia. I wanted to be back on campus and really feel like a part of the bear community, you know, but I, beyond that, beyond the selfish reasons, you know, some of the things that were important for me to um, be able to talk about were number one, the experience of online students and mm-hmm. um, the challenges of finding connection and feeling, finding scholarly community and accessing diff- different opportunities that come with being a student. And then the other piece of it is that, you know, I, I'm returning to, to school after a lot of years in the workforce and right. Unlike when I was doing my undergrad and my master's program, now I'm balancing a full-time job and three kids, three dogs and a and a husband and you know and and doing school. And so technology has certainly advanced. There are 
you know, if you are somebody who has worked in a, you know, in a specific area for a long time, your knowledge and your expertise is in that area and the tools that are used for those specific skills. And that may not be the same skill set and the same tools that are needed, you know, as a PhD student. And so that was one of the things I wanted to share was just, you know, the learning curve has been more difficult than I expected. And, And I've certainly heard that from others in my cohort in similar life stages as my own that, you know, why, why is it so hard to figure out Google Classroom versus Blackboard versus, you know, just, accessing the library without being at the library, things like that, that yeah. it's just changed so much that since um, I was last a student. Yeah. You know, both it, of y'all have represent such different perspectives in terms of the graduate experience, right? Because mm-hmm. Anthony's your full-time student. He's a graduate assistant. He's on campus, you know, and then Lauren, you're our online part-time working professional. And so mm-hmm. that was why, that was one of the reasons I was super excited that both of you were able to participate in this experience. Anthony, you look like you wanted to add on to what Lauren was yeah. saying. Yeah, no, I was I was gonna say pretty much what you were saying, how I think it was great that we kind of had two people from different perspectives of graduate mm-hmm. school. And I, I feel like it kind of shows the diverse nature of getting a graduate education. You know, not everyone is gonna go into a graduate degree is immediately after their bachelor's or they, you know, they might have gone and done their undergrad, then their master's, then taken a break and gone into their PhD. So I think that was the one strong suit that we had coming into the Dean for a Day event uh, versus the other colleges. Um, But I I think it was a really good decision to kind of have two people act as Dean for a Day for graduate school. So let's talk a little bit about Dean for a Day. And, um, you know, y'all went, y'all did this just a couple of days ago. You spent the whole day doing, I guess, dean-like activities, which included uh, giving donuts to students. I will be honest, as a dean, I don't do that every day. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. Unfortunately. You sat through a council of deans meeting. You had lunch with the president. You all spent some time with the foundation. So you learned about fundraising. And then you finished up the day with a meeting with me and our graduate assistant team and then reflected on the day. So it was a full day, but now that we're a couple of days away, I'm wondering when you look back, what was it that really resonated with you? You know, I feel like for me, it was because I feel like this Dean for a Day event really kind of showed us the intricacies of higher education administration aspects. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know what a Dean does for their job. Um, They just know that there's a dean they're like okay (laughs) but i feel like this event really kind of showed me the complexities of running an institution running a college you know your specific niche in the university and it's just it's amazing to see how much work that deans really put in for their students Mm -hmm. and especially within the graduate school how we're encompassed you know we're not we're all encompassing essentially right we're everybody (laughs) all the different colleges you know so Mm -hmm. it's it's really interesting to see juggling that, trying to be this big tent for all of the graduate students and all these different disciplines compared mm-hmm. to those specific colleges like the College right. of Business or the College of Natural Sciences. And you know, one of the things that makes that work is the close relationships that the graduate dean has with the other deans, mm-hmm. right? Because all of the graduate programs sit in those other colleges and so working right. collaboratively to develop and enhance those programs is a big part of it 
Mm -hmm. And that's what I love with the council dean meeting, how, mm -hmm. you know, they talked about the items taken up at the undergraduate council meeting and you guys all kind of sat there and discussed that. But then you also talked about the graduate council stuff. And right. so it was nice to kind of see that interaction between the graduate school and then all the other academic colleges. And that day, the day just really showed me the, the complexities of running the academic side of an institution. Absolutely. You know, I was jotting down ideas of what I might share as my, you know, a few of my takeaways. One of the things that that I wrote down, Anthony, is similar and yet different than that, that I said, um, you know, during Dean for the Day that I worked for housing um, for during undergrad as a RA, resident assistant, and then was a hall director, hall coordinator, whatever the title is at this point during my master's program. And so I was very involved on campus in the day-to-day -day student affairs side and mm -hmm. so I didn't have, other than going to classes, I didn't have much knowledge of what the deans did and, and that. And so I was interested in that piece of it initially, but as the day went on, it was so interesting to hear how integrated the two sides of the university experience are. And mm -hmm. it, it made me wish that I could, you know, travel back in time to know if, <laughs> The deans at that point were aware and participated in student affairs type issues and work as much as now, or is if that is, you know, an evolution of just the structure of the university. But that was that was something that was really interesting to me. But also just the the fact that nothing is completely one lane or completely compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. That right. deans have to understand finances just as much as the academic side in the curriculum and understand, you know, Arkansas Department of Higher Ed and National Department of Higher Ed requirements and the marketing. And, I, you know, I think, I think COVID probably uh, made every dean feel like they were getting a medical degree as well. So, so and, you know, just, yeah, just the, the, the crossover of so many um, different roles and you know, thinking about how how it all has to come together, you know. Um, what surprised you, Lauren? Well, I don't, I think in my head, I still, you know, without having awareness, I just was thinking deans do academics, student affairs do activities, you know, just that I was very compartmentalized in roles, you know, part of, part of that was just ignorance. And so to see the incorporation and the, um, the carryover, between those was um, was great. And like I said, I, I love systems and I love looking at organization and um, how systems talk to each other. So that was exciting. I could have shadowed for another week. <laughs> well, you just come on back. Yeah, okay. I, my my full-time friend may have something to do. say about that. <laughs> you know, Lauren, kind of what you were talking about and this was something that really resonated me with me during the council dean meeting was when the provost was saying, are we asking the right questions to address the needs of students? Yes. And that was something that I, I, you know, I don't really ever think about that. You know, are we asking the right questions? And I think that really drives how we tackle different things. And so I love <laughs> that that was the approach that the provost and the other deans take when making decisions. You know, they're just not asking a question or making a decision on some random thing, but it's like, 
you know, why are we doing this? Is how is this going to help the students? And that was something that really showed me that the university admin is really trying to give students the best opportunities they can. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I wrote, I wrote down in the, in our final gathering, our debriefing, Dr. Williams said, um, our commodity is intelligence. And I loved those words, Mm -hmm. but that, that is what I thought the day was going to be, that it was going to be all about the curriculum and the education. And and mm-hmm. I think that the commodity, Dr. Williams, he's not here, so he can't hear that I'm, um, <laughs> that well, I'm, I'm sure he's I'm, an avid listener though. So oh, he'll okay, hear this okay. one well, this is no offense uh, to him by any means, but I think that the commodity for the deans and for the university goes beyond academic intelligence and is more just uh, the whole the whole self and create mm-hmm. creating opportunities for living breathing com- educated community members to leave campus and do good work I don't think that Dr. Williams would argue with you I think he would agree so that's <laughs> nicely put so looking ahead now you've, you've done the dean for the day you've had a chance to kind of come to understand some things about higher ed administration and so forth And so I'm just wondering how this experience might inform or influence your future career choices. Well, I mean, I I do have a um, full-time career. You know, I'm a state Mm -hmm. director of um, CASA, which is um, court-appointed special advocates. I also, I call it my side hustle, but it's, uh, you know, a legit legit role uh, that I also provide. I have a private practice that I provide clinical supervision for um, newly licensed therapists, okay. uh, mental health therapists, wow. and um, a limited private practice as well. What a privilege it is for me to, and a place of privilege to say this, that I am pursuing this degree to enhance myself and not necessarily to lead to a different career. Sure. Um, but I definitely think that understanding leadership understanding followership and learning, as well as the um, deep dive into more about equity and inclusion can only enhance the works, uh, the work that I do in my other roles and my the other hats that I wear. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have a fantastic career and, you know, spent over 15 years as a mental health therapist, and I have worked in multiple states um, due to my husband's army career. Right. And um, you know, did mental health counseling aside, you know, beside other therapists that went to really big name schools and programs. Mm-hmm. And my, I had the chops. I <laughs> um, UCA really prepared me um, in my master's program with a fantastic foundation for clinical work and um, which is part of the reason that I have been promoted and have been given up other opportunities because I had, I had those experiences and that training. And then, you know, now that I'm in a state level position and have the opportunity to influence policies and systems and, and really look at how to improve the lives and the outcomes for children and families involved in foster care. Again, I'm everything that I learn, every, every single class, every single assignment, 
it, it has been so applicable and I'm just, I'm excited how it can enhance what I'm able to do in my various roles. Yeah. Nice. So that sounds like you're in the, the right place. You're in the space that you need so. to be in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering, um, you know, this was a new thing, a new venture for us on our campus to have Dean for a day. We had applicants, but we probably all would like to see more applying, more taking interest in this. And so Absolutely. I'm curious what you would tell someone to convince them that they should participate. You know, that's given up a whole day and you can't just be excited about missing <laughs> mm-hmm. class. So what would you tell someone <laughs> that would convince them that they should do this? I mean, I know for me, you know, always feeling connected to the university is always such a big motivator for why I get involved in certain things. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to sign up to do this was, Mm -hmm. you know, I've only been at the university for a little over a semester now, and I wanted to feel more connected. I wanted to get more involved. And as an undergraduate student, especially, you know, kind of speaking for them now, being able to interact with leadership at your university, I think is really amazing. And it kind of shows you future possible careers that you could do. Like when I was an undergrad, I didn't know much about higher education or that, you know, you could go in and work in higher education. I didn't know that was a Mm -hmm. career path. And so I think this event kind of shows students or gives them a taste of that and to show them, you know, the work that you could do at a university. And also, you know, if like me, I came as kind of like an advocate for graduate students. I think you know, being able to use this platform to speak to people at the university that, you know, can potentially help make your, you know, what you're advocating for come to fruition. I think it's just- That's right. You had the president's ear, right? Yeah, exactly. You had the chance to like seize a moment and chat with the president about things that were Exactly, exactly. And so, and I think this event's a really good thing to allow the deans and in our case, the president, you know, get to actually hear from the students and see, you know, what could we be improving on or what is it that we're doing really well? I think this really gives students the chance to do that. Absolutely. I, I mean, I agree every, with everything you just said, Anthony. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic opportunity and I, I felt heard, even though, again, I didn't, I don't feel like I came in with super heavy <laughs> frontline issues like Anthony mm-hmm. certainly did. I felt heard, but but also, you know, I definitely walked away with more appreciation for for the work that that you, Dr. Barlow, are doing and and the other deans. And right. but also just, you know, just right now is such a difficult time for higher education institutions anyway. Mm-hmm. And just affirmed my appreciation and love for UCA. I mean, you know, sincerely that. I think that, you know, any system you can, you can find flaws and you can find inherent, uh, you know, issues, but uh-huh. um, UCA is certainly weathering better than a lot of other places in the country. And, and I think Arkansas benefits from that. I, as a local community member, <laughs> benefit from UCA's uh-huh. role and strength. Um, my children certainly do, you know, and so it's, that is great to, to see from different perspectives as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that we're doing okay right now is that we were proactively addressing things and that proactivity yes. comes from forward thinking leadership. Mm-hmm. So looking ahead yes. and, and not being mired down in what we've always done. So it yeah. is a pretty exciting time 
you know, to be a dean at UCA because people are open to let's think about this and do it differently. And as Anthony brought up and Lauren, you remember, and I do too, um, asking a different question. So what is the, mm -hmm. what are the questions we need to ask so that we're better prepared to support our students? First, I wanna thank you both Lauren and Anthony for spending some time with me today and sharing your insights into your experience with Dean for the day. Of course, yeah. That's great. And I wanna thank our listeners for listening to this episode of Grad Chats with Dr. B. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and listen to future episodes. If you like this episode, be sure to check out our episode with the provost and stay tuned to our podcast and socials as we celebrate Graduate Student Appreciation Week. We'll be sharing new resources, giveaways, and celebrating graduate students like you.